One yeah. thing leads to another, Frank, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's right, man. One thing indeed does lead to another. In fact, uh, my morning was rushed through, and then I realized I had a soiree to attend this afternoon. So I said, well, one thing must lead to another, and we have to do an early show. Hey, now. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Shit happens. Got a friend coming in from Austin, Texas. Old roommate of mine, he's here with the family and the young kids and decided to coordinate a gathering at a place I had never been before, uh, some place called Flight Co. It's an old mini airport in Denver, East uh, East Denver, and they converted it into a kind of family-friendly gaming facility with the outdoor mini golf and... Uh, darts and axe throwing. You know, axe throwing is really popular these days. And, is it um, really? Yeah, it's huge out here. I, there's three different axe throwing bars around my house. Wow. Yeah, wow. and two of them are next door to paddleboard bars. Or paddle? Is it paddleboard? Is that the new phenomenon taking over uh, the country? I have no idea what you're talking about with any of these. Or pickle, pickleball. I think it's pickleball. That's what I was thinking. Pickleball? Pickleball is the number one rising sport in America. Pickleball, you play on like a tennis court. No, they have these indoor pickleball bars now. Uh, it really popular with the lesbian community, I must say. <laughs> oh, dude, they're always looking for something to do. Those bitches are bored. Dude, lesbians love the pickleball bars. That's huge out here. <laughs> I don't know why specifically the, and I'm talking your old school lesbians, you know, the ones with the short hairdo who can probably build a house faster than you, right? Uh, they could fix your car and they don't have a dick. <laughs> That's right. They're a, they're a person with no dick who loves women. They know the old purpose. Old school lesbian. They know what a spark plug is, right? And how to change your yeah. oil. <laughs> oh, oh, your car runs out of gas. You could count on them to hop out and push. You know what I mean? That kind of lesbian. Yeah, the pickleball, it's a huge thing. Em and I were kind of uh, crashing down last night after a long day in the sunshine slash chemtrails. They were specifically, purposely chemtrailing one spot to block the sun. It was beautiful. But we still managed to catch a little ray. And, uh, you know, we're hanging in at the end of the night, flipping around um, the tube. Uh, Baseball's back, which is awesome. And the, the games were kind of coming to an end, and I left it on like ESPN or something and uh, walked around to the other room to see what was playing after I had uh, forgotten the TV on. And sure enough, Pickleball Championship on ESPN, dude. Get out of here. Pickleball Championship on the ESPN. That's how low we have sunk (laughs) in our athleticism. On the the Ocho? No, no Ocho. It was just uh, your typical ESPN. That's the rising sport in America. That kills me. You know, other countries, their biggest sport is rugby. And they got, like, the manliest men on the planet just demolishing each other. No pads, no helmets. I know. Just pure manliness. That's all they, they operate on. Number one sport in most countries here, number one rising sport, pickleball. Pickleball. Uh, yeah, it looks like there's a couple. We don't have, like, a bar, but there's, like, yeah, a couple... Um... They're calling them social clubs? God, we're so gay. Yeah, we've lost touch, dude. Man. <laughs> this one's called the schoolhouse. 
Oh, all right, nice. Yeah. It's three climate-controlled courts. And stay for the snacks. Yeah. They have a full bar. Ah, fuck this place. They probably have, like, the seltzer beer or whatever it is, you know, the alcoholic spritzer water that they've been really selling <laughs> everywhere. Oh, wow, this is gay. This place is called the Pickle House. Oh, yeah. Like, H-A-U-S. I gotta tell you, if you're a dude and you're going to the Pickle House, I don't care what games they're playing there. You're a f- <laughs> You're gonna put that pickle in your house, you know? We're starting early, man. Yeah! Man. Oh, God. Why'd you even point this out to me? I didn't realize Chicago was this gay. I mean, I know we had a no, boys town. This is, um... but I didn't know we were pickleball gay. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, you're being infiltrated from the gayness of Colorado now. Oh, my God. Dink and drink pickleball mixers. So that's not even me saying this is gay. It's literally in the name. Dink and drink pickleball mixer. Well, you don't know what a dink is, my friend. What is dink? If I'm not mistaken... And maybe I've got it wrong, but I thought it was <laughs> dual income, no kids. That's what couples are calling themselves who are childless. And oh, my God. You can look You're this up. Right. I'm almost certain. I, we have a friend couple who we uh, went out uh, for some drinks in one evening not too long ago, and we hadn't seen them in a while, and they were bragging about how they had met up with another couple friends of ours uh, or a group of couples, whatever, and how they were all kind of, um, you know, struggling through the Bidenomics of the modern era with their children. You know, how kids have become a bit of a uh, financial burden for many people these days, especially with the inflation, and how and they were very boastful about their, uh, you know, dink status in society, and they kept using using the term dink, and I... It's like, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with this dink you keep... Are you guys, like, is this a new open relationship thing you people do where you're banging other people? Uh, now, I gotta, <laughs> now I gotta add a D to the LGBTQIAD. Uh, yeah, that's right, man. What's, what is this dink? Who are you doing, man? And uh, no, the dink is a straight couple. They're together, and they're the dual income with the no kids. And I, I cut them off immediately, and I said, please uh, do not ever refer to me as a dink. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know... I don't pledge myself to any one group or any alphabet anything. If if you're a group of letters and, and you're doing this kind of culture, whatever, I'm not in, and I will never be a part of it. It doesn't matter. I I actually subscribe to one letter group of letterings, and it's USA. That's the only group yes. I'm a part of. I'm, God bless America. <laughs> Sorry, man. You filled me with the. Uh, that's right, man. The spirit there. Be. All that you can be. Yeah, man, I'm... But that's the only uh, alphabet affiliation I have in my in my book there, you know? Um, it's not it's, something to brag dink. about. No, that's gross. Are, yeah. Well, personally, Plus, I think you're selfish. Uh, you know what? The, the, <laughs> the worst part is, I guarantee you, these are the people that are talking about, like, climate change and everything. You people are ruining the world. You're the people that spend the most money on the worst shit. Right, well, they're... Exactly, they'll... They'll look you in one breath and say, you know, we're dinks because we're looking out for the planet and saving the climate. And then they each have their own car and, uh, you know, work from home but go on wild cruises, fly all around the world. Cruises, fly. They'll show you their picture. Yo, they'll be boastful that they can't fly first class and go all around the world. Hey, I'm a dink so I could travel where I want. But I'm a dink to save the climate, man. 
Like, really? Yeah, does your flying around, does your jet setting save the climate? I don't think so, man. <laughs> Plus, to fill that void where the kids would be. Now you're going out every night to brag about being a dink. <laughs> That's right. Think of all, all the yeah. climate stuff you're creating, all the carbon you're putting into the atmosphere just by eating the steak dinner that we're having while you're bragging about saving the climate. If you really want to save the climate, just kill yourself. <laughs> you're not going to have kids? What's the point of living? It's actually, if you're a dink and you're still living, you're just selfish at this point. <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of <laughs> dink culture and the modern age, dude, uh, something that was part of our millennial group, I feel like, um, is, is now dead. And this blows my mind and kind of got swept under the radar. Uh, the end and bankruptcy of Vice Media. Do you remember when Vice hit the scene? Yeah, I can't believe they're still around. I thought they already went bankrupt. Well, like a couple years ago, they were purchased by this media group about six months ago, and they decided to just end Vice. It's it's done. I think the website is crashed or it's gone, and they fired everybody. And there's no more Vice Media. I can't believe giving a guy a million dollars a year who's a drug addict to just drive around the country interviewing people. I can't <laughs> believe that didn't work. Such a good business model. You know what blew my mind when I read into it a little bit, though, is Vice, one of the original co-founders, also a co-founder of the Proud Boys. No way. Yes way, man. One of the main founders of the Proud Boys also, I believe, started and sold Vice back in the 90s. Are you serious? Yes, I am absolutely serious. It is a really weird little caveat to the legend of Vice. Uh, they sneak it in in some of the articles I read towards the end that it was originally owned by a Proud Boys member. Wow, Gavin McKins. That's the fella. McKins? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, man. Uh, he looks like a white supremacist. Yeah, so Vice was like a white supremacy <laughs> news site, man. Hmm. But you know what? That was the world we lived in. It didn't matter what your political leanings were, right? You could just create a news website and people would check it out. And if it was good, well, we would, we would watch more. You know, but now, man, you got to be aligned, right? That's why they were good. Back in the day, they were like, like in um like early after 9/11 they were the first ones that were kind of like questioning the narrative talking yes. about the stuff that was actually going on in the war they it was the, same, it was the same reason democracy now took off at that time absolutely they are credited with kind of pioneering that guerrilla style journalism where you got the hard hat on and you're like ducking from the bullets you know, yeah. they're screaming into the microphone like, we're here at the Gaza Strip. We're being <laughs> shot at. Uh, and funny enough, I bet you they did do stuff at the Gaza Strip like 30 years ago. We, we seem to be at war in that area every 20, 30 years. <laughs> There's probably vice footage from the last time the Gaza Strip was on, you know, under some bombardment. <laughs> yeah, this guy's incredible, man. He was the founder of Proud Boys, co-founder of Vice Magazine. And founder of founder of censored TV. He's an entrepreneur. He's also got married, married three kids. I mean, I don't know. I might not agree with all of his statements, but this guy—he's a good role model. <laughs> I mean, kind of a good guy. I don't know. 
I'd rather have this guy going around talking to students in schools rather than, you know, instead like or uh, Lil Wayne or any of these other little wheezies or anybody, you know, get give me the Proud Boys guy. Do yeah. some speeches. Oh, yeah. Inspire the youth, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So very interesting little tidbit there. I was shocked by it myself. Uh, did you... <laughs> Did you see the uh, the little ditty I sent you earlier this morning about the New York Supreme Court? That was incredible. That's incredible. I don't know if anyone checked this out. I, I don't pay too much attention to New York news outside of the migrant uh, situation unfolding over there. But apparently uh, they have an entire black female Supreme Court now. And the Supreme Court has five judges. And it All is, of them are black female. It's statistically impossible for that to just happen. Impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. Those were the best, the best people for that job. Just happened to be five black women. Yeah, man. My uh, d- Dude, did you have a clip for that? Because I actually got a clip about New York. I don't. No, no. It just... um. I uh, have all these uh, news items sprayed upon my face on my new computer screen here. I'm figuring out ways <laughs> to uh, make sure I remember shit. To, I, I'm always like, oh, my God, I got to, you know, I got to throw this out there. And uh, Dude, uh, it's just in my face. Um, and it was kind of fresh in my mind right before we went live. And, you know, we're talking white supremacy with these Proud Boy fellas starting news uh, websites. So thank God now we're going the other way, right? No more news sites started by these white supremacists. We got five black women on the Supreme Court in New York. <laughs> it's incredible. There's not even a black man that was qualified. <laughs> or an Which Asian is, something somewhere in between. <laughs> you know? What did they say? One and a half percent. One and a half percent of lawyers are black. Uh, black female. That's right. So they just happened to be the best ones for that job were five black female lawyers. It, right. it was a tweet that went out there, and it was somewhere along the lines they threw out the statistics of, yeah, the 1.5% black female, and I think it's somewhere along the like near 2% for the Asian female. <clears throat> just given, and then there's a Hispanic, I think, percentage in there, and just given those percentages, it it is statistically impossible for you to land on Five out of five black female judges. Like you, and, and you guys can't have it both ways. You can't have five out of five black female judges on the Supreme Court and still protest systemic racism. Well, it's over. You won. That's it. You won. Yes. We shall never speak of racism again or any institutionalized bigotry in this country because we officially have five black women on the Supreme Court in New York. Yeah, that's it. It's game over. We've, we've, we, you, you have not only become equal, you are now the superior race in America. 13% is now, contr- is now the head of everything. You know? uh, yeah, man. So now, and it's crazy. We've gone there so fast that we must now fight for white rights. Now we need to fight to get white people on the Supreme Court in New York. Uh, can I get a white pride tattoo now? <laughs> Is it finally okay for that, or no? I heard they're offering up those Nazi flags for sale on Etsy. <laughs> they're really popular with the Blood Tribe. <laughs> oh, well, dude, man. I can't. 
I came across a clip about New York. All right. And it's actually about the, uh, they were talking, of, it was from, uh, I forgot what channel, but they were, they were trying to talk about the Trump case where he owes, like, I don't know, $600 billion yeah, or whatever it is. At this point, I think they're up to 500-something million. Right. They're, like, threatening to take his whole building. That's crazy. Uh, and, and they, uh, so they're talking to Kevin O'Leary, the guy from Shark Tank. Yeah, man. Uh, O'Leary's a funny, he's a funny guy. But he kind of takes it to a place where I didn't think it was going to go. You got to hear this. All right, man. This award, um, I mean, just leaving the whole Trump thing out of it and, and seeing what occurred here, and, and I'm, I'm no different than any other investor. I'm shocked at this. I, I can't even understand or fathom uh, the, the decision at all. It, there's no rationale for it. And so let me give you a real-time uh, experience I'm having regarding this, and I'm not the only one. It doesn't matter what the governor says. New York was already a loser state. California is a loser state. There are many loser states because of policy, high taxes, uncompetitive regulation. It was already on the top of the list of being a loser state. I would never invest in New York now. And I'm not the only person saying that. And here's a real time situation. In development in real estate right now, the hottest asset class is very high-end data centers. They cost anywhere from two and a half to three and a half billion each. They're very expensive. They require low power. You need permits. But most of the major institutions in the world need more data centers. And that's why developers like me are doing this. Now, you need power. So New York has Niagara Falls. Normally, you'd consider that to put in one of these facilities, create 400 jobs, five more jobs for each of one of those for auxiliary services. I can't go to New York. So I'm going to Oklahoma, North Dakota, West Virginia. Governor Stitt, Kevin Stitt, my staff have met with him. Governor Bergen, the same thing. Governor Justice, those are winner states. They don't do things like this. I have to syndicate that debt and all that equity. We're talking billions of dollars here. Do you think any foreign institution or any private equity firm or any pension fund would touch New York? No. And that's why New Yorkers should be concerned. The fine people of New York should ask themselves, why are we such a loser state? How are we going to <laughs> yes. attract business? It's not just the existing businesses that are full. Yeah, I was waiting for you to cut me off. Oh, I've, I've listened to this. It's fantastic. He is absolutely on the money. You could actually substitute any one of the other loser Democratic-run cities currently across America that are getting devastated by these policies, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, Denver. I mean, we're all in it together when it comes to being total fucking losers. Yeah. I mean, I mean and look, you guys, you guys raised your minimum wage to, to fi- what, $50 an hour? I don't even, it doesn't even matter. The 400 <laughs> jobs are not coming. No, no, they're not coming here either in Colorado. And it's not just... Here's the thing. You've told current business owners, well, piss off if you can't afford the increased minimum wage and the outrageous green energy regulations. We'll just bring in businesses who will abide by these new absurd rules. Well, no new businesses are coming in because they can go to other cities across the country who don't have those ridiculous regulations and laws.
What's he got for you? <laughs> oh, you know, I was going to ask you how the sausage Saturday went. Oh, yeah, made sausage yesterday. Yeah, it's good time, good time. <clears throat> Did you partake? Were you forced to do all the hard labor as you are uh, pushed into every year? Yeah, I'm a mule. So I, I turn the wheel to grind the sausage, <laughs> that's and, right. then I, and then I mix the meat because that's the hard, that's just, any monkey could do it. Oh, got the greatest compliment ever, though. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man. Let's hear Woo! it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit on cloud nine still just thinking about it, All man. Right, wow, man. I just got a little smile, a little, you know what I mean? A little pick me up just thinking about it. I noticed All a right. spark in your step today. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was mixing, me and uh, Uncle Guy, my, our uncle, we're, we're always kind of like delegated to turning the wheel and mixing the meat. You're the only guys who have put effort into having some sort of muscular physique throughout your lifetime. <laughs> so you're immediately delegated to that role where you need to have some strength. But uh, mixing the meat, it, I know it just sounds crazy, but you got to do it. There's like a technique to like you're smashing it together as you're mixing it, you know? That's right. And uh, not a lot of people could do it. But dude, I was doing it. And Uncle Frank was like watching me. And for those that don't know, the way it works in these Italian families is you're just doing your best to not get an insult from the older man watching you do the work. <laughs> <laughs> like, all, your, all, all your thoughts are on don't fuck it up, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, no, dude, he goes, uh, he goes, man, you really know how to do it. You do it just like your grandpa. It's like, damn. <laughs> best compliment you could ever get. Yeah, that's fantastic, right? man. High, <laughs> high honors right there. Oh, uh, those are some big shoes to fill, you know? Yeah, well, they're buttering you up so you don't ditch them uh, next year on the same weekend. Is that what right? it was? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you kinda, you're figuring out the schedule here, so you're like, all right, I'm going to make sure I'm out of town this time next year, like everybody else. Yeah. Uh, I love making the sausage. <laughs> it's one of my favorite family rituals. Uh, Dude, that's like a, what, a 100, 200 year thing that they used to do just to survive. Now it's oh, kind forever. of more just to uh, keep the ritual alive. Most people in the and family it, are vegetarians at this point, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way they talk about it was like you had had the pigs, you slaughtered it, you sold all the good meat, then you kept just the, uh, just the shoulders. Yeah. And, and then you made the sausage out of it. You make, know? make the sausage, make the capicola, and then you take what's left, make some soap. And uh, boil down the bones, right? Like that's the whole process. Yeah. Use the whole animal uh, for what it's got, man. That's that's the good oh, times. All the bones are good, man. Absolutely. Scraping that meat off of them. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, good times, dude. That's I... the best part. For those that don't know, we make the sausage, and then uh, it's all the men in the room making the sausage. Then the women are out there like cooking. They just make this. They take some of the meat, they chop it up, and then they boil the bones, and they make potatoes and salad, and it's like. Then you have homemade wine with all that fresh pork. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's a great day, man. And it's usually in February. So in Chicago, man, it's the heart of the winter. It's bitter cold out there. So you kind of heat up the entire basement with all the cooking and the working going on and the drinking. Oh, yeah. and big fat Italians talking yeah, to you. Yeah, a lot of big fellas in yeah. there. They're heating that room up. <laughs> Everybody talking at an elevated volume 11, right? <laughs> it's a good time. It was sad though this year. It was really sad because oh, uh, man, it's just not a lot of people. There's nobody left anywhere. Like I'm the only one in our generation there. 
Yeah, I'll have to make the trip out next year. Uh, we'll see. I just try to avoid the traveling in the January, February time frame, especially to the Chicago land area, man. It's, it's uh, but, but you know, even madness. our cousins, like nobody shows up. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody cares. Nobody, you know. Like, so, you, you know, know who showed up though is uh, Pete Sessa. All right, I heard. Yeah, I got the lowdown yeah. that he's looking to uh, get get the education of the old fellas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. man. Good time. Always good to see him, you know. Well, uh, sad I missed it. Uh, I hope to enjoy the spoils though later on when the meat is but ready. That, no, that that's the amazing thing about it though is that you know like Pete comes and I haven't seen him in maybe two years. You know what I mean? And then you spend all day making sausage. Like, how are you not going to catch up? You know what I'm saying? That's right, man. Absolutely. That's what uh, I think. That's what people are missing though is those family. Like, I don't even eat the sausage, but I'll make it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just to hang out with everyone, talk, you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. I had to pick up Emma late Friday night at the airport. She had like the last one f- coming in over at the DIA. And so I decided, well, I'm going to sneak in our usual weekend shopping into the uh, Friday evening shopping trip since I had some time to kill. And we're usually going out to some bar or something and having a good evening on Fridays, celebrate the end of the work week. But she was, again, flying in, and I just uh, figured I'd run some errands and take care of business. And so I swung over to the grocery store, oh, seven, between 7 and 7.30 on Friday. And, Mike, if you're a single fella out there in this world, go shopping on a Friday night, man. It, <laughs> it was all single women. In groups of single women getting, you know, like with a small shopping cart, tossing in, you know, gummies and cookies and cookie dough and giggling and, you know, walking around and putting all these like, it was just, it was all young-ish women. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Single. Lots of single ladies. I was totally floored by it. How did you know they were single? You could tell. You get the. Nah, dude, they were probably, you know, just girls night. They all got guys at home. A lot of a lot of the single gals, I'm telling you, the groups of gals and the duos, the gal duos. That, oh, that's yeah. kind of you know. That's how you can tell you have like a, you live with a girl. You got a fiance. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You you guys always like fantasize. You're out there and you think all these girls are single and everything, but they're not. I don't know. It, it, there was something <laughs> going on. I'm telling you. I think I think the guys trying to do the dating apps. They got to just start uh, heading out to the. The stores and doing some shopping, man. Maybe that's where you'll uh, run into the the lady. Yeah, I do. I, I uh, somebody sent me this thing. Uh, it's this whole like trend of Home Depot. <laughs> the Home Depot hookup. Yeah, like women are going to Home Depot to try to pick up a man. Wow. It's like like a real man who can like swing a hammer and like uh you know, <laughs> screw <laughs> screw in a light bulb. <laughs> yeah, but dude, I don't know. You're, you're not I, into. I go it? to Home Depot a lot, and like, I'm like trying to think about like what a girl would have to do to get my attention at Home Depot. You know what I, I mean? I think it would be ask some you, questions, maybe reach something, grab something for you, right? And then, uh, but even if you did all that, <laughs> I'm like, I'm in such a hurry, and I'm in such like a work mode that like. You would literally have to walk up to me and be like, "Hey, you want to fuck?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow! Like, 
It would just have like, to be the, straight. Like there's in your there's face. no way like, the way these like you watch these videos and these girls are like you know they're trying to teach other women how to do it, right? They're they they're like hmm. walk. They're like you gotta dress sexy. And then you put on your lipstick. And then they walk in and like exactly what you said. Like ask a guy, and it's like you could totally tell it's a setup because that is not how any guy walks. First of all, every guy walking through Home Depot is walking at a pace. That's, that's right. way faster than normal. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? You're trying to get your thing to finish your project, whatever you're I'm, working I'm on. I'm you know? so mad that I'm here you're in the missing... middle of the day. Yes. You have no idea. Exactly. Everything's gone wrong. I'm so annoyed. I just need this one fucking part that for some reason I didn't have on my truck. So that's now right. I had to drive all the way here to get it. You know, it's like the last thing I'm thinking about is getting laid. You know? Absolutely. But you did kind of pique my interest here how do we not have dating apps where it's like occupation specific like the home depot dating app or like the plumber dating app or like you're looking for a guy who does construction you know or uh you know just call it plumb me yeah plumb me yeah (laughs) buildmeup.com right and it's just a, a site where the, it's just all dudes who own their own construction businesses or you know ranchers, or right? Cons- no, dude, it's great. You could kill two birds with one stone. So, like, are you looking for a plumber? Well, these are single plumbers. Wow. So he's oh, gonna come to your house. Man. He'll fix your plumb. He'll fix your plumbing. You guys could talk and everything. And hey, if you don't hit it off, at least he fixed your sink. Yes, Mike. I think we're onto something here. This and is then genius, if you're the plumber, man. you didn't get laid, but at least you got paid. You know? Yes, man. <laughs> oh, Frank, stop recording. Don't don't let this out. We got to uh, <laughs> copyright 2024. <laughs> Buildmeup.com, and you have the Build Me Up Buttercup song in the background, you know? Oh, I know. Like, I already uh, heard it. Dude, oh, I literally okay. heard it playing. As you said it, the gods played that music. You build know what me I mean? up, build me up, buttercup. That's yeah. so genius. And, the, dude, you got the yeah. tagline. If you didn't get laid, at least you got paid. Buildmeup.com. Are you a woman who's looking for a real man? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a man who's not a pussy that could actually fix things? <laughs> Build me up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Are you single? Do you need your plumbing done? Buildmeup.com. And hey, if you didn't get laid, at least you got paid. It didn't work out, but at least some pipe got laid. You know what I'm saying? I think we're onto something here, man. <laughs> yeah, I think you're a genius with that one, dude. That is, you know, where's Elon? Yes, Somebody tweet dude, Elon. This is where it's at, we need, man. We need some funding. But I, I do like the idea here of the ladies kind of being. You gotta like, call man. Mike Rowe. He's with me. I guarantee he invests in it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's a genius idea. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, hey, Mike, has, uh, has that been working out for you? Well, I only got laid once, but I got paid 20 times. It's great <laughs> for my business. You know what I mean? Like, either made three grand. It was fantastic. <laughs> it was I got laid. Out. I got laid more this year than last year. <laughs> yeah, I said one time. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, it could be a good uh, opportunity for employment there, uh, especially in Chicago. Mike, Chicago's in rough times right now. 
I uh, pulled something up about your guys' migrant situation I thought you would find interesting. Oh, um, always. And I know you're in the downtown area, so this kind of stuff is really affecting you and, uh, when you're out on the job site. It's a quick one, but it's a good one. Uh, I guess you guys are shutting down some shelters here. The city of Chicago has closed four temporary migrant shelters, saying the individuals have been moved to other shelters. The sites were in North Park, Lakeview, North Lawndale, and downtown. City officials say the closings will... <laughs> Notice how none of those names had the word South in them. That's right. <laughs> it was, this, those are all very rich North Side neighborhoods. Yeah. Sorry. It, for the non-Chicago ones. Those are very rich neighborhoods. Very key point. Absolutely. Closings will equal to about $19 million in savings over the course of a year. That includes the cost of the leases, staffing, food, and laundry services. At this time, there are no plans to reopen the sites as the population being housed in city migrant shelters have been continuously decreasing since the start of this year. All right, so are we getting less migrants now, or going on there in chicago you just no, kicking no, no. Them he out said the street. since the beginning of this year yeah a lot of people started leaving because of the cold they'll be back there it, it is every year. I, every year been kind of a mild oh. winter though right but did you hear how he said they're gonna save money and this is what people don't understand yeah because in those neighborhoods you have all these rich white people who feel bad so they want to give these guys everything. So they're shipping them down to the black neighborhood. That's right. Those people don't want to give them shit. They don't care how you treat them. The better, the, I mean, the worse, the better. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> so that's all they're doing is hiding the problem in the bad neighborhoods now. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, shuffling it around. Yeah. That's what they're doing here in Denver. You just kind of shove to the side the homeless encampments, and you push to this other side the migrants, and... Oh, we have this abandoned hotel in this shitty neighborhood here that, you know, nobody sees when they come into town for the basketball games, right? So we'll put them over there, and then they can commit their crimes in that area. Yeah, you know who's uh, re the, uh, the aldermen in Chicago? They're the ones that are really trying to blow the whistle, but nobody will listen to them. The aldermen's are the local leaders? Is that, is that the deal there? So they hear the most complaints from the, the local focal? Yeah, we're broken up into like, I don't know, 49 districts or whatever. Then each one has an alderman who's like the representative of that area. So like if you want to open a business in that area, you go through the alderman. And this is why they're all crying. That's like why Chicago's so corrupt. Because you're not, you'll never become an alderman without knowing the right people and lining the right pockets, right? Yeah. And then if you want to open a business, wherever it is, you make sure you pay off that alderman. <laughs> you know? And... uh the aldermen aren't making as much money because some of these guys are complaining that they're at more than 50% vacancy on their commercial real estate. And you got to blame COVID for that, right? The lockdowns? Work from home? How long ago was that? I mean, <laughs> you know? They have been trying to trot that line out a bit here, but it's, it's fading fast. It's 2004. We're entering March. We are an election cycle away from the last time you guys locked us down. So COVID closures doesn't really ring anymore like it used to. Yeah, yeah. And nobody really wants to talk. I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they're not pushing for like a new COVID thing. And it's really they don't want to talk about it because of the research coming out about a, the vaccine. You mean the reason we didn't get a COVID-2 electric boogaloo is because... 
the information on a worldwide level, like the 100 million people who were found to have all these adverse reactions to the vaccine, all this is now flooding out and they simply couldn't, nobody would believe them if they even tried a COVID-2. Did you hear about that France law? I did not actually. Enlighten me. Oh, dude. France passed this law where you like, they'll arrest you and find you for saying anything bad about vaccines. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. In the wake of this information, I mean, this was, again, uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, I think there's quite a few articles out there now. And we even played a clip of it where the news anchor at the end of the uh, segment says she had periocarditis. <laughs> oh, that's one of the best ones. During Christmas break, you know, and she's like, I think it was from the shots. And, and uh, you know, everybody now is kind of thinking like, hey, you know, those shots you forced us to take, is that why we're all sick? Is that why everybody has <laughs> autoimmune disease, which we used to call AIDS, but now we're not allowed to call AIDS anymore? We're just going to call it autoimmune disease? Yeah, dude, okay, sorry, I had to pull this up. So this... For those that think I'm being biased, this is from a liberal website who's fact-checking what I just said. The, the headline is, France did not make criticism of COVID vaccines illegal with new, new bill. Right? All right, thank God. All right, man. <laughs> Sigh of relief here. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Freedom! Yes! Uh, hold on. Oh, I thought he had it there. Almost. Oh, yeah, sorry. I okay, all right. Nice. They fucking, fucking uh, pop-ups, right? Unbelievable. The, what the bill will do is imprison you for up to three years or receive a fine of up to 45,000 euros uh, if, you talk, if you criticize or oppose the mRNA lipid nanotechnology injections. Wow. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> These vaccines that are killing people worldwide, you say anything about it, and we're going to put you in jail. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. you got to stay out of France. I don't think we're allowed in France, then, pretty much at this point. If you're unvaccinated, no. Yeah. But you will live longer, <laughs> so that's a plus. Oh, we'll live long enough to see the demise of humanity and for all of us to be taken over by our Chinese overlords. 